I'm sure you have seen what an Apple Watch looks like. You might ask, well, which generation of Apple Watch? It doesn't matter because the physical appearance of the watch body itself has remained constant over all its generations, keeping aside the variations in scale or size. So, picture the body of the Apple Watch in your mind. If you've forgotten, it's like a rectangle with quite rounded corners that is slightly vertically elongated. Now hold this image in your head and answer this question for me. Would you have liked it more if the body was rounder or even completely round? Or would you have preferred it more if the corners were much sharper, creating a proper rectangle? Think about it. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the 31.5 Guy Podcast. I'm Ronak, your host, and today we'll be learning about the contour bias in design. Now, before I tell you what it is, returning to the example of the Apple Watch. It would be very safe for us to assume that you would prefer the round-bodied Apple Watch over the sharp-cornered one. This precisely is the contour bias. It's an innate tendency in us to favor objects with contours over objects with sharp angles or pointy ends. But why? Well, for this answer, we need to look at how our brain is wired up. You see, there's a region in our brain called the amygdala, and that part is responsible for the processing of fear. As it turns out, It's a subconscious mechanism that has evolved over time to help us detect potential threats. And as a result of this fear, angular features influence the way in which objects are effectively and aesthetically perceived by us. And this is not just in theory. Experiments were conducted over multiple participants, where time and again they strongly preferred rounded and contoured objects over sharp-edged pointy ones. And to nail the point home, brain activities were also observed through functional MRIs, as the interviewees indicated their preferences between two objects. Here too, it clearly showed that the amygdala was getting activated every time the subjects looked at sharp angular objects. As a matter of fact, the degree to which the amygdala was activated was directly proportional to the degree of sharpness in the angles of the object, with equal results coming from both male and female subjects. The conclusion? Contour biases are ingrained in our systems. However, it is important to note that the object should be emotionally neutral for this to be observed properly. For example, if you were to see the face of a baby, which is quite round, your positive feelings for the roundness would get a boost from the positive attributes of the baby's face itself. Similarly, if you saw a knife, your negative feelings for the sharp point of the knife would be aggravated by the fact that you associated knives with cutting and chopping and criminal activities. So you would think, that it's all dark and gloomy for angular pointed objects, right? Well, no. You see, there is another side to this experiment. 
It was observed that objects with pointed characteristics brought about stronger activations in regions of the brain that serve to process information. This means that even though these were not very likable objects, they were more thought-provoking and more interesting to look at. This is a trade-off that as a designer you can use to your advantage according to the situation. So in your designs, if the aim of the design is to be aesthetically appealing or to make a positive first impression, go for contoured and roundish features. But if your design's goal is to attract and hold attention or to engage thought, you would be better off with sharp angular forms. There you have it, the contour bias. And that's all for this episode of the 31.5 Guy Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you found value in what you heard, please visit the Apple Podcast link in the episode notes and leave a review for this show. Really appreciate it. And I'll catch you all on the next episode.